0: Sat little
1: Episode 196 of the Spanish Announce Table Podcast, a podcast about the wonderful, wonderful world of pro-professional wrestling. My name is Warren Barris, and I'm here alone again for the time being. Brando had to work a little later today than we had originally planned. I've got a very, very busy day. Doing the podcast today early this week because I'm so busy tomorrow doing work things. Um, so I wanted to start and be done this as soon as possible. So Brando will join when he is able to join, hopefully in the next 20 minutes or so, uh, if all things go well. Uh, but other than that, yeah, it's just me today. Um, Boris has just, I think he's blackmailed me now or blackmailed me? No. Blackballed me? No, that's not a thing either, is it? He's blocked me, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, I think he's just x communication with me entirely because he didn't even acknowledge the fact that I offered him to be here today. So, that's nice. No, uh, in all seriousness, uh, he's got school things going on, and that should always be priority one. Uh, Scotty had a family emergency, so that's, uh, that's why he's not here this week. Hopefully, we'll get uh, a full crew for next week. Uh, we got uh, some stuff to talk about this week, obviously. I'm nothing, nothing too crazy happened, which is good. It can be a little bit of a lighter podcast. Uh, as far as what I did in the last week before we get to all that stuff. Well, actually something Brando and I both did this past weekend uh, was a little something called a radio shit show. Essentially, it's just an excuse for people in uh, the great city that we live in, Edmonton, Alberta. To get all together that work in radio, be it on air, be it promotions, be it sales, whatever it may be, to just all get together and get drunk as shit. So, we did that. Uh, Brando ended up coming. There was uh, a lot of people there. I felt bad for the people. So, and here's the other thing, is that we were supposed to go to the bar that... The radio, like my radio station normally has our, we call it the unsanctioned Christmas party. A, because we're all a bunch of wrestling marks. And B, because our company won't let us have a real Christmas party. So it has to be unsanctioned. Um, so we kind of just, essentially all it means is we all go to a bar together and call it a Christmas party. Uh, and the bar that we've gone to the past two years to do that unsanctioned Christmas party is where this radio shit show is supposed to be happening over the weekend. However... Um, there was a post made to the, uh, to the Facebook group saying, um, it's a little full, maybe we can move it to another place. Luckily we hadn't left yet. So that was not that big of a hassle for us. Um, however, we, uh, we ended up getting to the new bar. So it's me, Brando, one of the girls that he knows from his work and one of the girls that I know from my work. So that is by my calculation, four people. In an SUV. Now, let me just say, for normal people in an SUV, probably enough a totally fine thing. However, with me and Brando in there, it can get a little hairy. Now, Brando by himself, not a problem at all. He is nowhere near as much room taker. He's not as fat as me, essentially, is what I'm trying to say. However, um, one of the girls gets really bad motion sickness, car sickness, whatever the hell you want to call it. And has to sit in the front seat, which is fine. Listen, if you have that going for you and it's a legitimate medical condition I listen, I'm not gonna put you out of your way just because I'm a fat guy. That's fine. It, it got real cozy in that back seat with me and Brando back there. And then unfortunately, the one girl from my work who was there too, who I she might not have a left lung anymore. It could be just collapsed for all I know. I'm neither I can't confirm that. I'm just saying that there is a strong chance that she may have difficulties breathing for the rest of her life. Uh, No, it was a really good time. We had had some drinks. Uh, We ended up closing the bar. I was literally the last person out of the establishment. The only reason I know that is because she came and asked, Now, I don't want to kick you out because it's cold outside. But when when your Uber gets here, can you just poke your head in and yell when you're about to leave so I can come lock the door? Okay, <laughs> so we did. We were about to leave. Hey, 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 we're leaving. Cabs are here. And then we left, and she locked the door behind us. So that was a neat little experience. Uh, it was a late night, obviously, because we didn't get home. So that dumb bar that we went to, actually, it wasn't dumb. It was a great place, was on the east side of town, and we live, like, as far west as you can. So it was all the way across the city to get there, but well worth our time. Um no real good drunken Brando story. We both kept it somewhat out of the cabbage. I mean, we 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 had drinks and probably were both drunk. I was drunk, but I was not. Uh, I was not funny story to tell on satpod drunk. And neither was Brando really, or at least not that I noticed. However, however, I've been saying that a lot this podcast already, but that's fine. Um, this coming Saturday. Oh, by the way, today's Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. I'm doing this podcast like I live my life, alone and depressed. Uh, (laughs) That's not true. Well, the first part is. But anyways, um, I digress. What the hell was I talking about? Oh, right. uh, On this Saturday, we are doing round two of, kind of round two, of what was the no pants party that you heard about on this podcast. We're celebrating my birthday, even though it was well, essentially two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago. By Saturday, we just couldn't get a Saturday where we get everyone together all, all, at one place. And uh, this was the first one that worked since my birthday. So we're gonna get, uh, we're gonna get all drunk at the apartment three sixteen, and I'm sure there's gonna be some weird stories coming out of that, as there was the last time when Brando decided to wear a thong in our apartment. And that's an image that I just will never be able to erase from my brain. But that doesn't matter. Uh, Yeah, so that's going to be a good time. Hopefully uh, things don't get too crazy on that. I wish we could... Oh, can you go live on Twitter? I bet you can go live on Twitter. Maybe things will get crazy enough that we'll go live on the SatPod Twitter. Keep your eyes open at SatPod this coming Saturday, which is the 17th of February. Starting at 9 p.m. Eastern is when people are supposed to be coming over and shit could hit the fan. It's, you know, things could get crazy. That's all I'm going to say. We might, now that the idea is in my head to do the live thing, it probably will happen. So if you want to see us make a complete fool of ourselves, at Satpod, follow it and keep your eyes on it Saturday night. What else have I done in the last week? Played some video games. Uh, Brando will talk about his video games. Um... Because he had a big week. He uh, bought something, which I don't want to spoil. I'm not here to do any spoils. Brando can uh, well take care of that for us when he gets here. Uh, But I did play some PUBG on... uh, I don't know if I remember to talk about this a lot on this podcast. If you are a fan of watching video game streaming, and you are a fan of, well, me, for lack of a better term, I do it almost every Sunday for the Talking Reckless Boys. Uh, so if you are interested in that, it would be great. If you guys come watched it, uh, get in the comments. We can talk wrestling that way, too. It's a cool way to do that. Um, and, um, yeah, it's it's if you need the info, just follow them on Twitter, at Talking Reckless Podcast. Or is it at Talk Reckless Podcast? I, I always second-guess it. Talk Reckless Pod. Just Pod. Talk Reckless Pod on Twitter and uh They've got the Twitch link and everything up there for you to uh, use at your own discretion. But, yeah, usually Sunday afternoons is when we fire things up. I've played uh, a little PUBG this past weekend. Uh, I still have only gotten one group chicken dinner, but I'm now up to two solo chicken dinners. So, kind of a big deal. I'm starting to figure that game out, and it is getting significantly better on Xbox, which does help things. It's still got a long way to go, don't get me wrong, but it's way better than it was two months ago when it came out. So that's something uh, that I think is pretty cool that it was that quick to figure it out. Um, What else have I done? I played a little Friday the 13th. I haven't played that game in a long time and that game has significantly improved as well. Very impressed with it. I feel like, oh, I bought Madden. I bought the new Madden. That's what I did. I thoroughly love that game. Like really, really dig that game. And I have not owned a Madden since 15? Was that the one that Sherman was, Richard Sherman was on? Or maybe that was 16. Maybe it was only two years ago. Either way, I feel like it's been a while after having owned every single Madden since the dawn of time. I uh, kind of fell off and didn't really give a fuck about it anymore. I'm super impressed with this game. They did some cool things. I wish NHL was half as good as this game is. But that's a topic for another podcast, not one about professional wrestling. I've talked about video games enough. Let's slide on over to the news.
2: And now. Spanish announced Table News.
1: Brandon Lynch, I am not... But I'll do my best to uh, siphle through sift through sift and rifle become sifle in my brain' Just made up a new word feel free to use that whenever you see fit let's uh, let's talk a little bit about the fact that uh, there was a an article published earlier this week stating that um, there's an announcement expected from the WWE. On pay-per-views returning to dual-branded format, meaning that they would SmackDown and Raw would be sharing all pay-per-views again, as opposed to just the Big Four. Main reasons for this, I guess, are repetitive matchups and apparently uh, poor ticket sales as well. Which, okay, I, I can I can kind of see that. The weird thing, though, and and here's the weirdest part to me. And maybe they just forgot to include it. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, although I probably shouldn't. They did not in this article mention anything about cutting back on the number of shows, just that they would be combining them amongst the rosters. Th- there's your problem. You want to want to have less matches. Well, why don't we keep the brand or the the pay-per-views brand specific, but only do one a month instead of one a month for each. Have a raw one one month the SmackDown one one the other month that allows your television product to be better for it I just what am I missing here? Like this seems like the easiest fix to me um, and the other reason I don't really like it is because It's kind of the first step in Going back to not a brand split This is how it kind of started back at the end of the first brand split was the first step was, oh, no, we're not doing brand-specific pay-per-views anymore. And then it just kind of blended together, and then you had more inter-promotion matches, and then it was just, yeah, whatever, who cares anymore? It, fuck it. You can go on Raw, you can go on SmackDown, nobody cares. Yeah, just that, that worries me. That we're just over, well, I guess almost a year and a half now into the brand split 2.0, Let's not turn our backs on it just yet. I mean, there's going to be a time where, yes, we should probably move on, but it seems a little quick if you ask me. Um, There is apparently supposed to be a uh, uh, refresh, a rebrand, a draft, or whatever it's going to be surrounding the Backlash pay-per-view, which is the first pay-per-view after WrestleMania as well. So keep an eye on that as we move forward. All right. uh, Buddy Murphy. Is going to be on 205 Live next week? Hey, check this out. I watched 205 Live this week. I was curious. I was like, okay, Triple H is doing some things there. Let's see what this looks like. Let's see if I notice any differences. I didn't. But I thought that there was some cool things. I like Drew Gulak kind of switching things up and being a serious badass. That was cool. Not to say he was bad at doing the humor thing, but... It's a different look for him, which I thought was a cool thing. Um, yeah, Buddy Murphy is supposedly in this ch- uh, uh, Cruiserweight Championship tournament daily gimmick thing that they're doing, uh, and will be wrestling next week against Aria Devari, I believe is what it was. Uh, so, yeah, that's kind of cool. I, th- I think, is he the one that's dating Alexa Bliss? Buddy Murphy Alexa Bliss or engaged to yep okay he is good good for, good for them good for them uh what else should we talk about oh they made the announcement this week on raw that ronda rousey will be signing her wwe contract at elimination chamber thus bringing out more controversy of oh she's just gonna overshadow the first women's elimination chamber Oh, my God. Stop doing this already. Like, I don't get how internet smarks, and I'm not saying everyone. I'm not going to loop everyone in the same bubble here. But I don't get how people don't see the value of a Ronda Rousey to the WWE in 2018. Sure, she hasn't paid her dues, and she might be a little green at this point. But she is so invested in things. And I think that right there is it just speaks to... Absolutely everything about it. So I think, um, yeah, she needs to be given a better look, a better chance, so to speak, at things. Um, Yeah, she's going to be signing her uh, contract at the Elimination Chamber. Hello, sir. Hi, Warren. How are you? Good. That's good. It's cold. Yes, it is very cold outside. (sighs) Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, Brandon Lynch is in the building.
3: Hi, what episode are we on?
1: Uh, this is one ninety five six six six. I don't remember. Okay. I said it at the start, and then it, it's 196 there. I just looked it up. There you go. Um, we are doing the news right now, and okay. by we, I mean me. Yes. Um, as I said earlier, I'm doing this podcast on Valentine's Day like I live my normal life, alone and depressed. Good. But thank you for joining me. You're welcome. I appreciate the effort.
3: I uh, was on a Valentine's Day sleigh ride oh. uh, at work. How'd that go? Uh, not good. No uh, I almost fell out of the sleigh because I was, like, leaning out of it with my camera to try and, like, get the interview that was mm. happening in it, and then things got real bumpy, and I almost fell out. And I'm sure it was fantastic TV. We might have to watch it when I get back.
1: So you weren't, with, uh, you weren't at the world's longest hockey game?
3: I was not. I've mm. so far avoided that.
1: Because that was great because they were filming it so – Josh Lawson is the weatherman. Yeah. A tremendous individual, great human being. Yes. Was sitting on the bench with the guy who's doing, they're trying to break the world record as they right. do each, every other year. Yeah. Uh, Brent Sake is his name. So they were sitting on the bench and they were shooting across the rink mm-hmm. at him doing this interview on the oh, bench. That's cool. Except that the Zamboni was driving around. So every 10 seconds, the Zamboni would get right in the middle of the shot and just roll back around. And then 10 seconds later, there he is again. That's funny. It was pretty funny. I enjoyed it. It works because uh, you, you do? know you're at a hockey. Right? Exactly. Yeah. And what do you do? Right. You yeah. just down ah, there's the bony. All that was right. like,
3: that was like at mine, like it was kind of <laughs> like this whole thing's gone to absolute shit. Uh, our reporter, our entertainment guy was like literally saying, he's like our camera guy. I don't know what this looks like. Our camera guy's like pretty much falling out of the sleigh. He's doing a heck of a job kind of staying <laughs> in, but I don't really know what's going on. And I was like, yeah, this whole thing. We were too ambitious. Yep. Yeah. We went we went for the moon. We tried to do a live hit from a moving sleigh. We went for it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say it worked out perfectly, but I think it was entertaining.
1: All right. um, I do have a couple questions for you, but I want to yes. just to not disrupt the flow too much. We'll do uh, the news and then I'll ask you about
3: it afterwards. I smell like horse poop. That sounds just wonderful. Yeah.
1: Um, what was the other thing? Impact Wrestling has issued a press release teasing a quote-unquote Major announcement Mm. for this week's media call. The media advisory adds that El Hijo del Fantasma will be unable to participate due to a scheduling conflict and that Sammy Callahan will be there instead. Um, I take that for what it's worth. (laughs) The uh, announcement probably may have already come out by the time you listen to this podcast. Um, But I'm going to assume that it's very not major at all. Yes. uh, And that it will be something insignificant. Mm. However, who knows? Who knows? Maybe it's... They do the whole press conference, and then right at the end, they they walk off the stage, and one guy turns around, comes back, and goes, oh, right, Uh, Vince McMahon bought us. See you later.
3: Oh, shit. (laughs) Or, oh, and hold on a sec. We're starting a football league.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The TFL.
3: (laughs) Total football league.
1: Uh new report by Sports Illustrated has details on one Dolph Ziggler's new shiny WWE contract. Uh, Justin Barrasso reports that Ziggler's new deal, which was signed this week, is a two-year contract. Would you like to take a guess at how much money Mr. Ziggler will be making per year on his two-year contract? Three million dollars. Per year or yeah, in total? Per year. Okay, because if you just said in total, you would be spot on. Oh, One, shit. <laughs> 1.5 huh. per year, um, which I'm sure that's nothing to sneeze at. No. It's a lot of money Yeah, to do something pretty cool.
3: It, uh, Dolph Ziegler is maybe at the top of my list of guys that if you said, hey, their contract's running out, do you think they're going to re-sign? I would have said maybe not.
1: Brass also reports that contrary to previous rumors, Ziegler was never considering leaving and always planned on re-signing with the company. Um, well, fuck me. And, yeah,
3: that's it. There you go. Good for him. A lot of him. people
1: thought, like, that is a guy that if he did leave and decided to stick with wrestling and not go to comedy or acting or whatever, uh-huh. um, that would be dominant on the independent oh, yeah. circuit, if you ask me.
3: Kick down doors.
1: Cody Rhodes is great. Cody Rhodes did great things. But th- that, like, Ziggler's feels like even a higher level yeah. up of this guy that kind of got shorted because he's good, too good at bumping and selling things that he never got booked as a good wrestler that, okay, well, then let's do that and yeah. we'll make money and people will pay to see him win because totally. they want to see that and have wanted to see that for a long time.
3: And it feels like, like, I'm happy he's sticking around because it feels like they were they were starting to maybe try and do something with him with the whole, like, I won the title and I'm leaving it there. Mm. I'm just waiting for that to turn into something. Yeah,
1: I don't think it will.
3: No, me neither. On, it was uh, weird him coming into the Royal Rumble at 30 mm-hmm. and then getting, like, almost being a non-factor.
1: Yep. And they at least acknowledged it this week, but mm-hmm. it was literally a brush-off comment that I'm like, oh, you guys are just going to start pretending like that never happened, eh? No. All right. Good. Um, uh, I don't know anything about this guy, but I've heard his name probably from Boris, Scotty, or both. Uh, Mahabali Shara has apparently signed with the WWE. Okay. Uh, he looks like he was in Impact at one point. Real name Amanpreet Singh. Supported for training at the WWE Performance Center, according to an announcement. He uh, was initially part of TNA's India promotion Ring King in 2011, and became that company's inaugural champion. He joined Impact Wrestling in September of 2014 and was with the company until September of last year.
3: All right, new blood. There you go. Never a bad thing.
1: All right. I believe that is all I got. Oh, Matt Riddle says he'd quit smoking pot for WWE if the price was right. <laughs> Just going to read that headline and leave it hanging there.
3: Uh, he's a real big man. <laughs> <laughs> that's real good of him. <laughs>
1: uh all right, that's all the news that I have. I told you there wasn't going to be a lot, but that's okay. Brando? Yeah. Uh first things first. Mm-hmm. I already spoke about it, but you can give your perspective, or if I missed anything, on the radio shit show.
3: Oh, I- Something
1: uh, of note Yeah,
3: happened? I don't know if- uh, I liked watching the Olympics. I like mm. watching the Olympics with people, but people don't like to watch the Olympics, really.
1: I don't think I watched a single- Like, I would hear you talk about it, yeah. and have this moment of like, what are you talking- Oh, right, the Olympics yeah. are on, and then I'd go back to a conversation.
3: Right. It, but I feel like being at the bar with drunk people is sometimes the best way to watch the Olympics because no one knows what the rules are in any of these sports. Kind of making
1: up your own commentary exactly. for it.
3: But then as soon as a Canadian comes up, everyone's just like, yeah, we're going to fucking, yeah, fucking go Canada. <laughs> uh, and it was That's like true. long track speed skating, so it was basically a horse race, and people are just like, go, go. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as it was over, everyone's just like, yeah, fucking Canada, and then went back to like not paying attention at all. That guy won a silver medal, turns Good. out. I didn't even Good know that him. until, like, three days after the fact. Yeah. Um,
1: uh, I was saying that we were both drunk but not drunk, funny stories to tell on Satpod drunk.
3: No, we were, like, it was, we were, like, last men standing. Yes. Uh, mentioned and, that, too. And it was a really cool, like like, it often is with us, where we go and we found our table. And we're like, we're not really minglers. Hmm. We don't go around and talk to all sorts of different people. We kind of hang out with each other, talk to a close group of friends. But it was just working out where people, like, different people were coming. Oh, I haven't talked to you yet. You come and sit at our table. We chat them up hmm. for a while. And then the bar got a little bit uh, emptier, so we moved to kind of the bigger table. Everyone, again, kind of crowds around. We talk to them, and then all of a sudden it's time to go.
1: Yeah, the, uh, the people who were at the bigger table that we moved to, I talked to him uh, afterwards, and he said that he loved how – They didn't have to move, and that people would just kind of come to talk to them, and then it prevents you from having to talk to anybody you don't want to, because they're not going to come to you, and you're not going to go to them, you're not around them, whatever. Yep. Um, So, we had the exact same situation set Mm -hmm. up, just on the other side of the bar, and we merged them, and became one, and drank more, and it was great.
3: It was great. I had a lot of fun. And I got to bed uh, way too late for work the next day. Yeah, too late. Um, Long night. But I wasn't, like, I wasn't drunk like sometimes I am at Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, so... I woke up and was tired, but wasn't like, I feel like absolute shit. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Was
3: it was time? good. Yeah. It's fun.
1: It, um, sorry. You just I go to a lot
3: of those events, those radio events, even though I'm not in radio because of you uh, being my roommate and it's always a good time. Hmm. And now I feel like I've gone to so many of those events that there are people that I can hang out with. Well,
1: and that's the thing. You, like, you were going to go before you even asked if I was going. Yeah, that's
3: true for this for one. Because there was a few TV people that I knew yeah. were going and Which some, some no people sense. in radio.
1: Yeah. Infestations.
3: Yeah. I don't know we why. Can't,
1: we can't go to your parties.
3: Well, yeah, I think you can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, uh, You can't go to our union one. Right. That's it. Yeah. But uh, that's that's <laughs> out of my hands.
1: Item number two is an item that you bought within the last week.
3: Yes. A switch. I Yay. Assume, I was going to say, is that what? I assume that's what <laughs> yes, you're uh, yes, talking was, about. Yep. Uh yeah, I bought a switch. They're uh, like five hundred bucks. Well, they're four hundred bucks. I spent like five hundred bucks on the switch and a game. Get warranty? Uh, no, 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 no. Sir. no, no, dice. no, no I ain't no idiot. I ain't making uh, no money off of Natalie Lynch's boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I did buy a little like screen protector that is very similar to the ones that you put on your iPhone. Okay. Um, that uh, the the guy at EB Games was very good. He wasn't like giving me the whole sales pitch. He said look, I've had this thing for a while. It seems super durable. You're not going to run into a lot of situations where you're going to break it. Just maybe put the little $20 screen protector on it so that you don't crack the screen or something. Sure. So I did that and I got Mario Odyssey and that's kind of all I've been playing for the last little while. That thing, I don't think there's going to be games on that where I'm like, this is way better than, than my other console. Like, I don't really care about the games that much. Sure. It's the freedom to just be like, Oh, Warren's out playing something that I would kind of like to keep an eye on. So I'm going to bring my Switch, mm-hmm. like my handheld version of my Switch out there and play that. Or I'm going to go take a really big poop. Maybe I'll take my Switch in there and, and play video games while I poop.
1: Why the hell not?
3: Why the hell not? Yeah. I have this freedom now. Yeah, and that is nice. I had the Wii U, which was the pre- pre- predecessor to this. But that one is based on like being a certain distance from the Wii, yes. from the console. So it's not like I could just be like, oh, I'm going to go and my mom's having my grandma over and I'm going to go over there and have dinner, but I can't fill all my time with exciting things there. Maybe I'll just take my handheld switch. So it's it's definitely the amount of freedom that it has opened up where I'm just like, I can just play this anywhere. I'm not going to yep. take it out to the park like they say in the commercials. Go down, play some basketball, basketball. Yeah, or on the roof, the rooftop party. Play
1: some NBA on your switch and then play some some ball in real life.
3: That's right. Or go like mingle we with could. some people at the rooftop bar on Jasper and then be like, hang on, let me just break my switch out
1: here. This your conversation is boring me. Yeah. I'm going to play Odyssey.
3: I'm going to yank this giant thing <laughs> out of the sticking like three quarters of the way out of my back pocket.
1: Uh, that's good. Yeah. Um all right, what 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 will be your next game that you purchase for it? If, based on games it's, released as of right now.
3: It's tough because this was like out of their big releases. This was the only one that didn't come out on the Wii U that I wanted to play really bad. So kind of a lot of stuff that is like like older stuff, like ports of like super, like the eShop stuff and like um, there's a game called Owl Boy. Like it's a lot of stuff that came out in the last couple of years that I might go back and play that are, is going to be cheaper. But in terms of like their big like $70 releases, not a whole hell of a lot because they're leaning on Mario Kart which right. is just the Mario Kart we have for Wii U. With a couple extra maps and one right. character, I think. Yeah, and I'm like, I don't care about that. to pay. And I can't p- play it with you, so I'm going to keep playing that on Wii U. And same thing with Smash Brothers. Uh, even when that comes out, I don't know if I'm going to get it because it'll probably be just a rehash. And uh, Breath of the Wild already beat on Wii U, so I'm not going to get that. So I don't know.
1: Splatoon.
3: I don't know if I get Splatoon. (laughs) I might get Splatoon just because it's like the only thing to play that's new. Sure. That I didn't already play. Mm I don't know. It's a neat little console. I like the console itself, the idea of it, and its usability way more than I like anything that is coming out on it right now.
1: Sure. That's fair. What else was I going to ask you? I feel like there was something else. No, I don't remember.
3: All right, sir. I don't know.
1: Um, I guess now is as good a time as any to announce that the the uh, illustrious, the eloquent, the dubious Fat Studios are going to be getting a makeover. Oh, uh, over the next I don't know how long. I actually kind of hoped it would be ready for this week. Apparently not.
3: This is even news to me, folks.
1: Um, they are putting uh, desks and computers in there. Oh. For people to utilize. And
3: hopefully microphones.
1: Uh, they are leaving the microphones in there. Good. Although I did ask if they could add a third, mm-hmm. which they kind of looked at me weird because nobody uses that office for the microphone stuff, Yeah. Uh, which is why they're putting in desks for it and computers and stuff. Um, But we'll see. I'm not going to mm-hmm. hold my breath on the third microphone. No. But they said that they were going to leave those two in there in case of emergency or my dumb podcast. So here we are.
3: There you go. I uh, we rarely need the third one.
1: Yeah, it's true.
3: Boris is fucking a student now. He's never around here, mm-hmm. and when he is, God forbid, we get both of them at one time. <laughs> Scotty's all over the map.
1: Um, but at least that way you'll have uh, computer stuff in there. Sure. So you I can like send myself to... emails and yeah.
3: look at them on a big screen. Or and... Fact check. Yeah.
1: Instead of me having. That's a how I got
3: my start in the sap pod. Exactly. For those who don't remember, before I was on air, I was fact checker. Slash do my homework while the podcast is on until someone needs my services. That's right.
1: Good times.
3: I think one of the first things I looked up was like how much the WWE anthology was when it came out.
1: That's a, that's a good thing to look up. Yeah. Do you remember the answer? No. I think it was like. 20? 90, yeah. 1990, 1999. 1999. I think is
3: going to be my guess. Seems like a
1: solid guess. All right, um, let's do Monday Night Raw. Now get the cards, the drugs
2: from my generation. I'll take the fall, The, the states, no cross nation. It's a state. The cards, the face, the fraud, the messenger with me. Come on, come on, come on.
1: Let's get it out. Move to the, music, man. The, music, the SAP Center. In San Jose, California. Transmedio on Espanol. Dorito. Para LSAP button. Right. I don't know this if that's...
3: This is always weird when you would <laughs> you'd hit, the, hit the button and yeah. you would never know if it was actually going to be Spanish or if the SAP was just going gonna...
1: to... I don't know. Is that actually how it works in the States? Maybe that's so... just not a thing up here.
3: No, I don't. Yeah. That
1: the SAP button just does nothing because... There's not a lot of people speaking Spanish up no, there.
3: No, we got like six. Right. Um. But yeah, I actually I think I saw this on a sitcom. I think it was Friends. And they'd fucking just hit the button, and then it would be like these new, this new dubbed audio yeah. in Spanish. And I'd be like, "But that'd be so fucking funny to watch some shows in Spanish."
1: It would be pretty funny. Um. I'm surprised we don't have a F R N button for French. It's true. Just like oh. I do not understand what these people are saying and then you hit the button and it's
3: you <laughs> That's better. I uh, I don't um I feel like even though we are a bilingual country, the French stay in their spot. Oh big time. And yeah. the English stay away from their Although spot. Although we have a
1: a French-ish community close to us in Beaumont.
3: Yeah, that's true. It's weird. They it's weird that word. a bunch of French people are just like, "Let's, let's start a little Quebec right, right here on top of this hill." Yeah,
1: this big old hill.
3: Build the church. church yep. We're
1: good. Um, yeah, they have arrêt on their stop signs, mm-hmm. which always makes me laugh when I see it.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I just blow by them because I don't know what it do means. That.
1: You can't just be putting those words on those signs like that. Yeah, um,
3: we have uh, on uh, in the Old Strathcona area. Uh, that's right. Uh, there's yeah, that's... there's both stop and arrêt mm-hmm. on the on the stop signs. Yes. Uh,
1: all right. These are some concise-ass notes, my friends. Yeah. I did not uh, did not dilly-dally making these bad boys. John Cena and The Miz had a match. This was to determine who will enter the f- uh, first in the Elimination Chamber match.
3: I like that they're doing all these matches to, like, position people. Yeah. It's a good way to fill time leading up to the pay-per-view that isn't just, like, all the faces in the Elimination Chamber versus the heels in a six-man.
1: Mm. Yeah, but it's, and it's a different spin, too. They've never really done, like, they've done who enters first or who enters last before, but to do all of them Mm -hmm. for one match is kind of cool. Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel were eliminated from ringside, and then Cena pinned Miz with an attitude adjustment off of the second rope.
3: Miz comes in first.
1: Yeah. um, They did do a little bit of a promo beforehand, uh, which I thought was really good again. Miz continues to be over against the right guys, but they still boo him. At certain points, which I think speaks to him and how good he is. Yep. Um, There's they,
3: respect cheers, Yes. but then also respect booze. Like you're good at being. Oh, I know yeah. you're trying to get me to boo, so I'll boo for you here.
1: They did uh, call back to their feud and ultimate match at WrestleMania as well. Yeah. Which is a good little callback. Um, yeah, it was an all right match. Good, good. start. Uh, the Revival defeated Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Dawson and Wilder jumped Gallows and Anderson before the match. Dawson pinned Anderson after a shatter machine. Um, conveniently enough, later on in the in the evening, after the Raw program was finished, they had a ride-along that had Elias on, in one car by himself. Okay. And the uh, club in another. Cool. With uh, the three of them. And then uh, Uncle Allen was another cutout, cardboard cutout, as they do when they then, have those yep. guys on there. And on that ride-along, they talked about how uh, Gallows and Anderson met and how when they first met, they thought there was no way they would ever work and they didn't really like each other. And they're like, ah, I got to tag with this dumbass. Mm -hmm. And then they clicked and they got really good. And then they came to the WWE and he starts, like, Gallows lists off, like, and we got, I think it's two uh, tag team championships, uh, a couple other, we debuted the new titles, I think was them, uh, a couple other things. And we've won a grand total of three matches, which made me laugh, (laughs) especially considering that earlier on that night they had lost again.
3: That's funny. Yeah, they don't win a whole lot.
1: But they seem to be okay with that. They're having fun. Yeah.
3: I'm hoping that this whole edition of Finn, even though I don't know if I like how they did it, uh, I hope it kind of jumpstarts their career a little bit.
1: Yeah, me too. That, uh, That would be for the best. Uh, Kurt Angle announced that Ronda Rousey will sign her new Monday night or her Monday Night Raw contract at Elimination Chamber, mm-hmm. and announced that Jason Jordan had neck surgery and will miss WrestleMania, uh, which the fans cheered for. <laughs> which I was like, okay,
3: that's is that the line?
1: And and then and then Angle even went into this thing where he's like, now I'm gonna speak to you as not the general manager, but as a father. If you sit there and actively cheer somebody for getting hurt and missing their opportunity at WrestleMania, there is something wrong with you. And people were like, um, <laughs> yay. <laughs> I don't know what to do right. It was yeah. really weird that he threw that. And I don't know if it was
3: they might just maybe him coming from it, his or... Maybe like coming from his, not as a father, but as, as a, a performer. Wrestler. Yeah. yeah that like, maybe, fuck you. Yeah.
1: Fuck this guy me. got actually hurt. Like, this is a real thing. I yeah. don't know. It was really weird because like the fan, you could tell they didn't know how to react. Yeah. And they're like, oh, did- did did Daddy Kurt just yell at us? Like, yeah. what the fuck is going on Is that right a now? heel
3: turn? <laughs> it was strange. Um, well, good on him. Because that probably is something that almost transcends yeah. oh, face sure. and heel for a lot of guys. Whereas when you hear, like, this guy actually got hurt, he's going to miss WrestleMania. And a bunch of people cheer. Yes. Like, you're probably like, for any of the boys in the back, you're probably like, that's fucking bullshit. Yeah. Don't cheer an injury.
1: Um... He ends up getting interrupted by Seth Rollins, no longer wearing the fire pants, which Good. seemed to be a big thing on Twitter. I didn't like them. I didn't, yeah. I didn't like them either, but I also didn't hate them.
3: I Sometimes think they, they they looked like ugly cane pants to me. Yeah, a little like, bit of Bam Bam. Bam Bam meets yeah. cane, yeah. Bam
1: Bam in there, too. They looked like, like there was, at one point, early on, like I'm talking like, uh, here comes the pain. Okay. There was a generic, like, set of pants that had fire on them. Yep. And they looked, like, exactly like oh, that. Really? Like a- Was he a wrestler yeah, yeah, Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> old, old Mad Dog used to yeah. rock those all the time.
3: Old Brandon Fireball Lynch <laughs> with his fire pants and his red hair.
1: Uh, Seth Rollins confronted Kurt about wanting to go to WrestleMania, uh, said that he was very sorry for his words the previous week, mm-hmm. uh, that he genuinely felt bad, and that nobody understands having to miss WrestleMania because of an injury more than him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then said, uh, but just because he has to miss WrestleMania doesn't mean that I have to as well. Um, He wanted to be added to the Fatal 4-Way for the final spot in the Elimination Chamber, and Kurt Angle finally agreed after consulting the crowd that he minutes before got mad at for booing people. The crowd's like, no, no,
3: we're not not helping
1: you with this. Fuck you. And they all just like out turn their back to him. No, no, No. not going to do it now. Uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks had a match. This was teed up, uh, because of Twitter, essentially.
3: Okay, as the best feuds are.
1: They were tweeting the whole weekend, back and forth, little like pictures and like.
3: I don't. I don't need that. Shitty to each other.
1: Let me, let me, let me watch the wrestling program, and you work your stuff there, and let me follow you on Twitter, and you can be a regular person on Twitter. Okay. I'm not saying shatter k and be be Pamela not Bailey mm-hmm. but don't don't feud on Twitter to set up a I, I don't know why that bothers me so much
3: I think maybe just because I I don't follow a single wrestler on I think I follow Chris Jericho uh on Twitter but I often don't know what's going on until the pro, like WWE starts and they're like hey take a look at this crazy Twitter battle that's going on and I'm like oh Okay, it might as well not be real to me because sure. I don't ever follow any of the wrestlers, but they're just like, just so you know on social media this is happening and I'm like, Okay. Couldn't couldn't squeeze Whoa. this feud into your three hour wrestling program instead of three matches with Roman Reigns.
1: And like the other thing is that I know that they're traveling together, so I'm like, What? Yeah. Why don't you guys just have a conversation? <laughs> like oh, <yeah. laughs> why why you why are you tweeting each other the whole weekend to set <laughs> Sitting up
3: beside each other on a fucking right plane? across the hall like, on the
1: fucking yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um it was actually a pretty good match. I didn't didn't hate it. Uh Bailey pinned Banks with a Bailey to Belly. Bailey to Bailey, I think is the way to say it. Off the second rope. After the match, Nijax attacked both women to prove she can beat Oscar at the elimination chamber match. Um they teased that they were gonna have some sort of a butting of heads at the end of this match where the music dropped and they kind of were staring each other down, getting closer and closer to something happening. Be it a handshake or a hug or whatever they were trying to tease, mm. and then Nye blew him up from behind. Although Bailey did push Sasha out of the way, only to have Sasha get destroyed as well. And then I, 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 legitimately had this moment of thinking, like, why? Like, what the, what the fuck is the point of this? I don't understand why Nye's out here at all. This seems very strange. Mm. She gets to the top of the ramp, she gets interviewed, um, and uh, Charlie Caruso says what uh, exactly what I said. Like, what the fuck? Why? What? And she's like, well. Uh, she's like, what does this have to do with Asuka? And she's like, well, these two have taken Asuka to the limit the past two weeks, and I just destroyed them in three seconds. So I'm like, oh, mm. oh I got That's you. actually really fucking smart. Yeah. I like that a lot. So it was a cool little roller coaster yeah. ride that they took me on. Tony DeVille and Mandy <laughs> Rose defeated Mickey James and Alexa Bliss after the match. Absolution attacked James until Bliss made the save again.
3: So I'm up with that girl. Um, that girl
1: is right. Mickey doesn't trust her still. They did sure. a backstage segment where she's like, thanks for saving me last week, but when it comes to the Elimination Chamber, it's everyone for themselves, Biscuit Butt. She called her that again.
3: I forgot it was Biscuit. I was going to was gonna comment being like, yeah, I wouldn't trust someone either if they called me Butter Butt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Elias. Okay, so this might be one of my favorite comedy uh, segments on wrestling. Mm-hmm of all time. Like, like it's, of all time. it's 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 up there. I'm not saying it's number 1 cuz there's that's a that's a fucking high peak, but it probably is now on my top 5. I'm going to say that much. I'd have to actually think about it, in but, history. Uh yes.
3: For comedy spots, right up there with Chris Jericho. or I mean uh Christian and uh Edge and the Kazoo's
1: yeah, I wasn't watching then, so I don't know no, if okay. I count that. Like, I've seen it, and it's funny. Those but... aren't even, that was
3: just something I was pulling out yes. of my ass. I was like, that's something that was fun. People like that. Um, The thing with uh Austin and Kurt Angle with the little cowboy hat.
1: Yeah. will will yep. no, we'll stick
3: in my memory forever when you say, Definitely funny perfect. segments in wrestling history. I'll yeah. be like, the little cowboy hat on Kurt.
1: Yeah. Um, beer spray was good. Yep. Milk spray kind of, I guess, can go in the same one.
3: That'd I like I think the me. milk one I like Well, no, they both had their moments.
1: For different it, reasons too. Yeah, the beer like Vince one swimming in the beer yeah, is brilliant.
3: That like it was what they were doing that really sold the beer one. And then uh, the milk one was funny just because it was a pure spoof.
1: Yes. But but also JR screaming it's milk might be the funniest part of that whole thing. It's milk. Like, it's milk. What did you expect from a milk truck, Jim? <laughs> um <laughs> I said
3: he saved it until it came out of that. Was, Ladies and gentlemen, there's a milk truck, but that could be anything in there. <laughs>
1: Um. Uh, also, bedpan. Yes. Uh, I might be my number one, if not number two, uh, just because the sound of the bedpan kills me every time. That yep.
2: fucking. <laughs>
1: uh but no. This is this is definitely on my on my short list. Um, and fuck you if you think otherwise. Uh, Elias starts off with his normal thing, lights down, ladies and gentlemen. Elias plays a song. Uh, very over. He continues to get more and more momentum every week, which I think is fucking great. Hmm. Um, and then immediately starts to insult San Jose, and they boo him. So they are still able, again, same as similar similar with The Miz, but on a much greater scale, I think, where they cheer him um, and then boo him when he makes fun of them. And then he says, okay, well, if you guys are going to be like that, I'm not going to continue singing. And then the crowd starts chanting, sing, 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 and he has to continue on with it. Well, actually, I'm going to stay anyway because I like the sound of my own voice, even though everyone was just chanting for you to sing anyway. Yeah um they gotta they gotta be careful with how they write for him now because he's getting to that level yeah and and can I just say how weird it is that we are talking about Elias in this one? as
3: one of the most over guys in the company.
1: less than a year. when did he start? It was yeah. around this time last year, ish I think maybe slightly just before mania was his first little backstage walk by thing that he did on the main roster. but uh yeah he the, he is insanely good right now, which is great. Uh, sings a whole song making fun of uh, San Jose, and then JoJo jo gets on the mic and says, "Ladies and gentlemen, Braun Strowman." Lights go down again. Spotlight comes on, and it's Braun sitting at the top of the ramp on a stool with a mic set up exactly mm-hmm. the same way that uh, Elijah gets in the ring.
3: And you're already laughing at this point because Just, it's so out of character. The sight of him,
1: and he's got this goofy little like, "Yeah, yeah, what's up?" Smile yeah. on his face. Oh, like, here I am. Look how badass I look.
3: I can do this too. <laughs>
1: Um, And then he just kind of sits there and looks at him, smiling and nodding. And then slowly, like, well, not slowly, but just, you know, pace peacefully gets up, walks off the spotlight. They keep the spotlight on the chair. They never moved it. And then he, he's off there for like two, three seconds, comes back with this massive stand-up bass, which yep. the image of that alone made me laugh immediately. Yep, because
3: it's perfect.
1: And you know where this is headed already. And he puts it over his knee like a guitar because he's fucking big enough that he can do that uh and starts to randomly just strum and like pick at the at the uh the strings ends up breaking them granted it was a gimmick guitar right so i'm sure they weren't on there very good uh but just the, <laughs> the image of him kind of stretching his arm a little bit to get over this thing and just kind of fucking hammering on the thing with his hand yeah and then it breaking and all well, whatever
3: yeah doesn't and starts, care
1: starts to sing and is a Pretty good singer. Yeah, decent. I would say Elias is better. Sure, but a surprisingly good singer. He's got that, is uh, Braun Strowman? He's
3: got that that southern, uh, a <laughs> southern drawl.
1: And he started off with well, and I, as Mattyd said today in the uh, in our group chat with him, uh, host of the Talking Reckless podcast. Follow yeah. him on Twitter. Um It it sounded like he was about to do the big show theme <laughs> like that, and I had that same thought at the moment of time. I don't think oh, that just doesn't make.
3: That doesn't make any sense. Don't do that.
1: And he did this whole thing where he rhymed, I'm not finished with you yet. And the crowd went fucking bananas. Mm -hmm. He said this thing about get these hands, which did not rhyme.
3: No, that was the best part. Um, For me, the best part of the whole thing was when he set up this thing where it's like, and here comes the rhyme at the end of the song. And then he's like, you're going to get these hands. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, oh, Braun, you you missed it. (laughs) You fudged the song. Which. And it could be on purpose. Exactly. And that would be funny. Or it could be an accident, and that might be funnier. <laughs> yes.
1: Um, yeah, part of me really wonders if they had written a proper song for him, and he just fucked up the line and just said, fuck it, I'll just say, come get these hands. Yeah. And it was brilliant. Like, yeah. that was better that way, I think. There was
3: no way he could have not succeeded at this point when he had already come out with the big fucking bass. Yeah, he was And already, broke it, it. Like was done. That song could have been anything, and I would have been like, this is just excellent.
1: Um. <laughs> so he picks the stand-up bass up. Throws it over his shoulder the same way that Elias does with a normal guitar. Yep. <laughs> Walks to the ring. Elias is like, "Okay, wait. Let's just let's fight like men. Put yeah. the weapons down." And then tries to kind of ambush him when he gets in the ring. Braun gets the upper hand, power slams him, yada yada. We're celebrating. Uh, he's doing the Braun thing. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Elias climbs like army crawls up the ramp to try and get away from him. And all Braun did was he's on the top rope. Or on the on the turnbuckle, looking at the crowd, arms up, doing his thing, and then just kind of turned his head and looked at the eyes, and the crowd immediately, they knew, they're yeah. like, and they're like, oh yes, do it, yeah, yeah. and they start getting, you can feel it, and then he looked down at the base, and then they really went nuts. So he goes down there, grabs it, walks up to the top of the ring, uh, the ramp, and uh, hit him over the back with it, strings first, which is yeah, that seems a little harsh. <laughs> unique, unique way to do it.
3: I uh, <laughs> I said when he came out there with that thing. Uh, I was like, if this doesn't end with fucking Samson eating that guitar, I'm gonna be upset. And then he did the power slam. I'm like, all right, that's still a pretty good segment. And then yeah, as soon as he grabbed that guitar, I was like, that's perfect. The yep. segment was flawless. Yes,
1: <laughs> it was uh it was brilliant. Now I did see a bunch of people on Twitter, and I was able to be on Twitter because I caught up for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um I did see a bunch of people on Twitter saying that they didn't they don't want him to do comedy, which I can I can respect. Yep. But in a feud like this. Right. Where... where it's
3: not it's not close. It's no. not two powerhouses.
1: No. And that's the thing. They can flip that switch with him where I'm this funny, lovable goof that everyone can get into. Yeah. But make me angry and I will fucking destroy everything. Yeah. And then he gets in there and he does and you're fired up for him because he's the big, lovable goof. Yeah. That also can fuck shit up. Like I was... It's the perfect hybrid of unlike... Unlike Dean Ambrose, where they did too much comedy and not enough seriousness, Mm -hmm. they have so far done the perfect hybrid of kind of funny when he's flipping shit over, but also super impressive because he's walking down the ramp with a fucking stand-up bass over his shoulder.
3: For me, this is the first thing they've done where I've been, except for the, like, web Alexa Bliss stuff, this is the first thing they've done where I've felt like, oh, this is intentionally funny. Hmm. Whereas... Like even the flipping stuff, like we, I laughed at some stuff that Braun did, but it was like I was laughing at it because I was like, "This is so stupid." I don't care how big he is; totally. he can't fucking throw a grapple hook and tear down this fucking. The, set the and I'm flip not it.
1: finished with you yet was supposed to be a serious line, right. and now we
3: just laugh every time. We said it. But became comedy
1: because he I, said it so funny and was running and missed and hit a, a door and blew it off the hinges.
3: And and some of it is like just who's what. Like I honestly couldn't tell you if everyone thinks. I'm not finished with you yet, is funny. Sure. I only know we do. Yes. But maybe some people do buy into it as a really serious thing. Mm. Um, I also will just go on record saying I liked the Dean Ambrose funny stuff.
1: And I did, too. I just found that it got to be too much sometimes, and I tried too hard with it. Whereas I feel like Braun has this natural, and so does Dean, but Braun has this natural, just like, maybe it is because he's a big guy, too. Yeah. He just has that moose- mentality to him where you're like yeah you're so stupid but god love you you know like i don't know it's just like the visual of him walking down and like i kind of want them to at some point down the line do an on-screen thing with lexa bliss because it 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 is so comical just to see the two of them together yeah and the way they act and and the way he is kind of like a big brother to her in that um the mix max challenge stuff that is uh, there's something there as well Mm -hmm. uh, which i really like but um, Roman Reigns and Sheamus had a match. Reigns pinned Sheamus after countering a leap, fra- leap off of the top rope with a spear.
3: Uh, yeah. Not a not not a much much uh, impact on that match. We've eh?
1: we've seen that match a time or two.
3: Yeah, with nothing on the line this time, and I just don't know how much like and and Sheamus is doing pretty well with this whole tag team shtick. Yeah, but I wonder how much Sheamus has left because there's already been the rumors that the tag team was put into play because Sheamus couldn't do it on his own anymore. Yes. Um, I'm kind of getting tired of the bar in a way that I once got tired of Sheamus. Sure. And I kind of want to see Cesaro go do his own thing. Mm-hmm. So whenever I'm at the point now that whenever I see Sheamus wrestle, I'm kind of like, you are you almost done? Do you think? Sheamus.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the rumors that I've been reading to are saying um, same thing as edge and page. Early early onset spinal stenosis. Okay. So that's why they're putting him in the tag, because then that way he can take fewer bumps and can be more protected in a tag. But, right. Um, at a certain point, I mean, what are you really accomplishing? Like, what is Cesaro getting out of this other than to be the guy that takes the bumps for Sheamus? Mm-hmm. And maybe they win a tag team championship or two in the or process. Three? But, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm getting there with them, too. It's yeah. kind of the same thing over and over again. Uh, Ivory is announced as the newest member of the uh, WWE Hall of Fame class of 2018. Um, The video package that they used had an interview. One of the clips of people talking about how great she was. Mm -hmm. Was Xavier Woods from what must have been 2012. (laughs) His hair was very short. um, No facial hair whatsoever. Uh, Yeah, it was pretty funny to see that up there. I'm like, yeah, they've been... uh, Really been hanging on to this, uh... Went
3: through the footage.
1: This Hall of Fame announcement for six years now, hey? Yeah. Just been waiting to do this one.
3: Like, why don't you just fucking get Xavier Woods in for another five minutes? I
1: know. I know. It seems pretty dumb. Or just use not old ones. Yeah. Talking about her in some way or another. Um, great timing for this one with the glow popularity being what it is uh, to put her in, I think, is a strong move. Timing-wise. Mm. Um... Also, WWE ESPN account um, <laughs> tweeted out the article with the picture of Ivory and the WWE.com Ivory goes in the Hall of Fame. Congrats to at real Lisa Marie Varon on her WWE Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's Victoria. That's not right. That's not the right person. Jesus. Yeah, we maybe don't do that anymore. Uh, main event was the uh, Fatal 5-Way for the final elimination chamber spot. Seth Rollins... Finn Balor, Bray Wyatt, Apollo Crews, and Matt Hardy. Um, Wyatt was powerbombed off the top rope in the multi-man powerbomb suplex thing spot. Yep. Um, So Balor and Rollins both covered, hooked a leg of Bray's. uh, The ref counted three despite that, and the show (laughs) went off the air with uh, the confusion.
3: Fucking the refs need to have like a summit. Like, some sort of meeting where they just be like, hey, why don't we just look at, like, regular problems that pop up and decide how we're going to deal with it.
1: And have something ready in these situations.
3: Like, how about just don't count a pin when there's two people involved? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm also naming ways to ruin wrestling storytelling, but. Sure. Alas, sometimes I watch this and the ref does it and, like, calls for the three and then rings the bell and then all of a sudden is like, what have I done? I don't know what to call now.
1: Right. However, it is kind of cool that because of this, they're going to be making the Elimination chamber a little different by Mm -hmm. adding an extra pod.
3: Is that what it is? Yep. Okay. That's what I wasn't sure because I just kind of read the text on it and I was like, are they adding an extra pod or are they starting with a triple threat? Okay,
1: that's true. I shouldn't say that. It's 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 seven guys. So you're right. It could be starting
3: with redesigning that pod. Yeah. Chamber would be a lot well, more. Well, then you have an
1: empty one for when the ladies are in there too. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, maybe you do start with three. Yeah, um,
3: which works fine.
1: So it's Miz and two other people.
3: Mm-hmm. But Miz has to go in first. Oh,
1: right, he has to be in the ring first. Yeah, enter first. Um, Stupid. Not a uh, not a horrible episode of Monday Night Raw. Also, not the best. However, better than the last couple weeks. Carried
3: on the back of Braun Strowman and his giant fucking base.
1: absolutely. That would have lost a couple points Mm -hmm. were it not for that segment. Uh, All right, let's do SmackDown. The Rabobank Arena in Bakersfield. California.
3: That's not a Californian accent. (laughs) I
1: knew you were going to say that. (laughs) Uh, Bakersfield
3: is like a fucking surfer town, (laughs) isn't it? Yes, it
1: is. Man. Uh, Dolph Ziggler versus Baron Corbin was scheduled to kick off the night, Uh, although it did not happen as both men were attacked by Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn backstage, similar to the uh, Rumble attack. Stop doing that. Um, Yeah. That doesn't seem very fair or nice to people. Is your co workers that you're dealing with here.
3: I like to pull out the imagine if wrestling was a real sport card maybe a little too often. But, like, just like I would press charges if I was one of the wrestlers that got attacked in the I've back. I got
1: a chance to win my first WWE title. Yeah. And I was destroyed backstage. You just
3: assaulted me.
1: And nobody did a thing about it. No. Nobody stepped in. Nobody said, hey, guys, stop. I Nothing. think there
3: might have been a ref yeah. in the back waving his arms and being like, <laughs> oh, get off him.
1: Um, so they attacked uh, Baron Corbin backstage, uh-huh. and then even st- the stupidest thing about this was they had Kevin go down the ramp, and they had Sammy split up before he went down the ramp. So Sammy went around on Hardcamp's side behind the fans. Oh, Ziegler, who is in the ring elevated enough to see everything that's happening yep. in his infinite wisdom, yep. sees Kevin Owens running at him down the ramp and decides, I better get the hell out of here because they're both coming down the ramp. I definitely didn't just see Sammy Zayn go around to the left. Nope. And that's exactly where I'm gonna run to right now.
3: No, nope. Stupid. Stupid.
1: stupid. Like why? Why would you do that? You what? have the high ground. Just have them have Ziggler try and defend himself or something. Yeah. And, and or or have Kevin come out and Zane surprise him from behind. Ziggler really heel. Or something. And that's the other thing. <laughs> He's supposed to be heel, but he was very babyface in this in this show. Huh. So, I don't, I don't know what the fuck... And he said he was wrestling anymore.
3: Corbin. Yes. Which would, you'd think would make him a babyface as well.
1: But Corbin, yeah. Like, he... Him uh, yes, Cor- yeah, Corbin is heels. also...
3: Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a very strange thing. Uh, Shane didn't like any of this. Declared that Ziggler and Corbin would face Zayn and Owens in singles matches. And if they won, they'd be added to the WWE Championship match at Fast Lane. Gotcha. Baron Corbin defeated Kevin Owens. Corbin pinned Owens with the end of days. Um... Chain also announced that if uh, one of the other person got involved, involved, then, of course, they would be out of the WWE title match. Uh, Charlotte Flair defeated Sarah Logan. Flair won after hitting a natural selection. Next week, Flair, Becky Lynch, and Naomi have a six-woman tag match against the Riot Squad. A little sloppy. Maybe the sloppiest match I've seen Charlotte have in a while. There's a gif that Scotty tweeted to us at Satpod, which I'm going to retweet right away here, of her doing this. Like, I don't understand really what she was trying to do with this spot, mm-hmm. but it's got, she did, like, okay, Charlotte's on the on the apron. Um, Sarah Logan runs at her, and they did the, like, between the ropes, spear to the gut sort of thing, not, like, just standing. Yep. Put her shoulder in her gut, she bends over, and then Charlotte goes to do the, like, senton powerbomb roll-up thing? Mm-hmm. But she went between the top and the middle rope okay, and was two feet beside her. So she didn't go over top of her. Right. She was a foot to the right. Was she trying to like schoolboy her? And just kind of jumped into the ring and then realized, oh, I got to grab her or something. Stretched her arms out and then hit the mat. And now she's over here. So she had to kind of like just roll over and grab her and then school. It It was pretty bad. It was pretty, uh, pretty awkward to watch.
3: Watch that gif while we do this podcast.
1: Um, then we had Bobby Roode come out for his um, open Offense. challenge. Yep. Um, came out, cut a promo, and said that uh, while he doesn't play favorites, and the open challenge is open to everyone, he hopes that a certain somebody who likes to attack people out of nowhere. TM patent pending. Mm-hmm. They said that a lot in the segment. Okay, like they are really bashing over the out of nowhere thing. Yep, nope. um, that he would come out and and do this the right way, and then Orton's music hits. which I think is the whole point of this open challenge, is to have this mystery. Oh, who's it gonna be? Oh, I'm excited. Instead of boy, I hope it's Randy Orton, and then it is actually Randy Orton that comes out That's right. and does it.
3: They'll never. They're never going to be able to recapture what they had going with no. that open challenge, no. and and it was a it, part of it was it was John Cena, sure. So Absolutely. and that belt felt every bit as big as the main title at that time, and part of it is that they were bringing in really cool people for that open challenge. They were bringing in NXT guys. They were bringing in like one offs that would give you like pops of the night, just finding out that they're there and then they disappear again after they lost, but yeah. always have really good matches with them. Uh, and this feels more like let's well, just go through the roster with people that no one really cares if they face Bobby Roode or win the title.
1: Yeah. Um, so they came out, and then immediately Jinder Mahal came out. Uh, he got a promo on Randy Orton specifically, not even on on Bobby Roode, about uh, how he, I respect you, but you attack people out of nowhere, and it's sneaky, and you're a snake, and blah, 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 blah.
3: It sound like respect.
1: Then Bobby Roode steps in and is like, now hold on, I respect Randy Orton too. Although he is right. Sometimes you can do things out of nowhere. And then Randy like pulls up to Mike. and You mean like when I do the and then he like RKOs one of the Singh brothers or whatever they're called these days.
3: They were fucking just 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 painting it for you, eh?
1: And then um Ginder attacks Randy. Bobby attacks Ginder. They had a big brawl and that. Actually, no, Jinder was the last one standing. He hit the Sounds like one
3: of the Singh brothers is still doing all right in all this. I think
1: there was only one that came out with him, hmm. I think.
3: Trouble in Paradise.
1: Perhaps. Perhaps.
3: I wish Carlito would come back. Yeah. Me I, too. No, wait. Sorry. I thought that was... I don't know why that finisher. has anything
1: to do with this, but yeah. me too. I would love to have Carlito yeah. back.
3: I thought it was his finisher, but that's Kofi. Right. Carlitos should have been called the Trouble Wonder.
1: Um, New Day came out. It was a uh, uh, Fat Tuesday, aka Mardi Gras, aka Pancake Day. So they had this whole segment of the New Day coming out, a whole bunch of pancakes in the ring. Uh, they said that Biggie was gonna attempt to break the record for most pancakes eaten in 65 seconds or something like that. Mm. Shoved a whole bunch of pancakes in his mouth, did not break the record, no. Um, did not even eat one legitimately. No, I don't no. think <laughs>
3: there's not a full pancake in his belly after that. I don't know.
1: I would be surprised if he swallowed any of it. To no. be totally honest, uh, Gabe probably doesn't and, like pancakes. Yeah, no, it's possible. I mean, without syrup on there, of course you hate pancakes. No.
3: Fuck, I've had it. Gross. A, I dry. have had a killer waffle craving lately. Yeah, like
1: you know, we have a waffle maker.
3: We do, but I can't make good <laughs> waffle batter.
1: Yeah, I don't know much
3: about that either. And I don't want egos. Like I, I like egos, but they're they're a different thing. Yeah. Oh, totally.
1: Um, Chad Gable, Shelton Benjamin came out, uh, flipped over a plate of pancakes. Fuckers. Said they flapped. These guys are heels now, right? This JAGGLE big time. Yeah. Um, and then uh, they had a match over the uh, over pancakes.
3: Well, on Fat Tuesday, the
1: dignity of pancakes, in which the New Day wins. Uh, cementing their highest position on the top 10 list, which they fucking bashed over our heads again over this show. Did they still... Oh, this person is on the top 10 list. And oh, this person's on the top 10. Let's have a look at the top 10 list. Byron, what do you think? You know, some people don't agree with Ty Dillinger being on the top 10. Other people don't agree with Randy Orton being a... Stop it. Stop talking about this thing. Let it die because it's pointless and it means nothing.
3: Like, why... Like- why haven't they come out and said this is what this is for? Right.
1: Yet? And that I would be fine with that outcome too. Yeah, if you rank above a champion, you get a title shot. Yay! Mm-hmm. Something, right?
3: Something that we can see it happen. Like we can, we can. That list can come out, and we can be like, "Oh shit! Look this what they're doing with another, this!" Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's it's dumb. Um. Yeah, they hit the minute hour on Gable and got the win. Um. There was a promo by the Usos backstage where they're. They're, like, walking in. It was actually kind of a cool, well-filmed thing where the Shot. lights are shining back there. They're using a sort of, like, glowy effect on it. And they're cutting an Uso-style promo. Uh, and then they're about to say, Welcome to the Uso. And the screen just, like, tsh, shatters. And then it zooms out. And we were apparently filming a TV screen in which the Bludgeon Brothers bludgeoned with their bludgeons. Oh, shit. Um, And then just, like. <laughs> So, like, <laughs>
3: bludgeon picture,
1: with their bludgeon. picture a TV screen in the middle, right? Right mm-hmm. in the middle of the, the shot. And then it's now broken. You zoom out. Both guys are on the uh, other side of the TV screen. And, like, over-the-top, cheesy 80s B-shit movie, throw their hammers over their shoulders and just look off into the distance all majestic and proud.
3: <laughs> like a lumberjack.
1: Yeah. yeah, we fucked that TV up. <laughs> we're bad at like I'd fuck this gimmick. I feel I so bad for them because I feel like
3: Do you think it's hard it, to keep a straight face when they're doing that stuff?
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. And I don't think it's hard to not laugh for them. I think it's hard for them to not look severely depressed at what they are being made right. to do because I there's no way that they actually believe in this gimmick. It's I would true. love to talk to either one of them and be like just let's the shoot for a second. What the fuck do I like are you in on this? Do you actually buy into this? Or are you just doing it because they'd like you to do it?
3: Your uh, Rowan might be in on this.
1: Sure, because he's a little bit TV. more <laughs> yeah. on the outside than Harper is. But fuck, man, it's just like it—it's embarrassing. Like that—that that, this is the this angle, this gimmick—is the type of stuff that people who do not watch wrestling, if they watch it, yeah. they go, "This is fucking stupid." Yeah, and, and it is. To, and
3: you have to be like, "It's not all like that." I don't no, know why is they did this weird these thing guys. that
1: they're trying to do right now. I swear. Yeah.
3: They used to be cool swamp people. <laughs> Harper had something going on for a while.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, main event Dolph Ziggler defeated Sami Zayn. Ziggler countered a halluva kick with a super kick to win the match. At fast lane, it'll now be AJ Styles defending the WWE Championship against Owens, Zayn, Corbin, and Ziggler.
3: AJ's got to just be fucking shaking his head when he watches this all go down and be like, why? Yeah. Why? Why does this always happen to me?
1: I mean that Let me
3: fight one guy for one time. Could
1: be could be a part of it. <laughs> sure. he's not been an easy road for him to if he wants to get to Mania and take on Shinsuke the Rumble winner. He's got he's got a path ahead of him, my that's friends.
3: Which but, Sh- but Shinsuke already told us that he's wrestling AJ, It's true. So. so yeah. Book it. Don't worry.
1: All right, that is Smackdown. Um obviously NXT is tonight, so we have not watched it. I will not talk about it.
3: I'm going to watch it when I get home.
1: Um I
3: did. Order some chicken wings and watch it.
1: Watch 205 live, but we don't need to talk about it because it wasn't anything great other than Drew Gulak looks tremendous. Good. Uh, not doing comedy anymore. And we have no emails because we're a day early. And even though I tweeted, nobody listens to me on the Twitter, which is fine. So that's pretty much it. I don't know if there's anything else to talk about. Um, let me just check the news real quick to make sure that nothing is. Uh, nope. Still just says Matt Riddle says he'd quit smoking pot for the WWE if the price was right. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Well follow us on, or if you'd like to send us an email for next week, please do. Satpod 316 at yahoo.com. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Satpod. Um, Scotty is at ScottVox64. I am at the Diesel Bears. I don't know why I did that backwards, but it did.
3: I'm Brando1990. <laughs>
1: Scotty gets top billing now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at BB Boris on Twitter at PWA Wrestling um, I picked Elimination Chamber 2010. Oh, shit. It was the first Elimination Chamber pay per view. Okay. Uh, which is why I did that. Um, and on this card, there was a dark match in which Christian defeated Ezekiel Jackson at unknown time. Because it was so dark that people <laughs> didn't time it, apparently. Uh, who won? Uh, yeah, yeah, who knows? John Cena defeated Kofi Kingston, Randy Orton, Ted DiBiase, Triple H, and Sheamus to win the WWE Championship at 30 minutes and 10 seconds. Batista then defeated John Cena for the WWE Championship, I'm going to assume, with a cash-in of the Money in the Bank contract. Does that seem right? You haven't watched this probably more recently than I did. And even then, not being within the last couple of years. Ah. Main event matches. I remember it. Um. (laughs) Why doesn't it say anything about that? Um. I don't know. Must have been. Must have been in a cash-in. Has to be. There's no way that it was anything else. Who was it? Batista. Batista never won that. WWE Chairman Vince McMahon interrupted to get a promo. He told Cena that he would be going to WrestleMania only if he could beat Batista and then ordered Cena to uh face Batista in a previously unannounced match for the WWE championship. Didn't Batista speared Cena and then performed a Batista bomb to earn the painful victory, making him the new WWE champion.
3: Yeah. Right? I remember that. Like go. now that you say it, it was at the end of the show and it was like just fucking You gotta be Batista. So, Batista never won the belt or the, that's right. the briefcase.
1: Yeah. Uh Drew McIntyre Defended his Intercontinental Championship against Kane.
3: Okay, how'd that go? Um, Like, defended it? Yep. Okay.
1: 10 minutes, 6 seconds. Uh, Lay Cool defeated Gail, Kim, and Maurice at a whopping 3 minutes and 35 seconds. Riveting. The Miz defended his United States Championship with Big Show in his corner against MVP with Mark Henry in his corner, 13-02. And finally... In a match for the World Heavyweight Championship that went 35 minutes and 40 seconds. Uh, the Undertaker lost his World Heavyweight Championship to Chris Jericho, defeating CM Punk, Luke Gallows, uh, with Luke Gallows and Serena. Mm-hmm. John Morrison, Ray Mysterio, R Truth, and The Undertaker. There you go. Heck of a heck of a pay-per-view. That's right. Jericho on top.
3: That'd be a fun, uh, that'd be a fun chamber to watch. Yeah.
1: Perhaps we'll add it to the list. Maybe it can be background noise. At the potential No Pants Party
3: 2.0. Let me tell you, Warren, Mm. we've got to be damn near No Pants Party 47.0. What? what? In a lifetime. I've had more than one No Pants Party. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, yes,
1: yes, yes. But I meant more so with the the people involved and the one that we've talked about on this podcast specifically. Yes. Um, It was a great party. That, yeah, we'll... uh, Things get out of hand. I, I said that we may even go live on Twitter, depending on how nuts things go.
3: Mm. Just, just
1: just to Might have to change
3: some things up then.
1: <laughs> maybe don't go with a thong. Yeah. We might get although Twitter doesn't I have don't, any rules yeah, for that. I don't
3: wanna I don't wanna rule out thongs like this. <laughs> It's
1: all right. So maybe we don't go live on Twitter. Maybe that's yeah, the thing. Yeah, that's right. If if you can't you put the thong down, then that's you put uh, the Twitter down. That's that's the way to do it. Uh, Rise Up by Cypress Hill was the theme to Elimination Chamber 2010 and that's what we're, he's going to listen to. Um, happy Valentine's Day everybody.
3: Yes, I hope you're all fucking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and not doing a podcast. Um, yeah, Until next week would you like to say a parting word of some sort? Uh,
3: sure. Uh, until next week keep using an appropriate sized guitar for the job.
0: Woo! Flippin in the- City. The American Dream is far from me and the streets are gritty Everywhere I turn, I'm on the mission for most But I ain't selling my soul with the dough, that's no go I'm on the one way by right to the top I'm hitting the strip, I got a sound that'll rally your block I'm in the fast lane and I won't stop You ain't nothing but talk, you couldn't
2: hang on the rope I walk This life that I live, it ain't for the weak I'm a rock gangsta that came off the street I'm trying to keep the peace, but I gotta keep my Got these punk police down, legalized in every town, across the nation, cause you can never stop the
0: And my frame is heavy You wanna look inside and see who's flossing the ride Curiosity is killing you and stinging your pride I get but we're flipping the set Now we're flipping the script, But all you haters couldn't hold my Don't need a but my teeth is straight
2: You should leave it alone and check your toe, cause my will spit This right here is as as it gets Somebody like the the hell, kept it real, just we stepped on a set, so guess